On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about India sourcing tips, Google advertising, PPC strategies, Amazon breaking news, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our best of episode. Every couple months, we kind of take a look back, not just at the uh, podcast here that you might have missed, but also some clips from things that you probably haven't seen or heard yet from the AMPM podcast, from our PPC tips, from Vince from our written blogs and more sources. We're gonna have the the best strategies and the best kind of clips to, maybe there'll be something you'll be interested in, uh, strikes your fancy and you wanna go back and listen to the, the whole podcast or read the whole blog. Well, this is the episode to listen to to get the best of the best of the last couple of months, all right? So uh, to start off now, you know, I'm pretty sure that if you're selling online, it doesn't take very long before the name Ezra Firestone has come up, you know, in your studies or in your research. He sold tens of millions of dollars on Shopify, and now he's made the jump to Amazon. Now, in his first few months selling on Amazon, how much did he make? He already grossed over half of a million dollars with only one product. He's the founder of Smart Marketer and the co-founder and CEO of Zipify Apps and Boom by Cindy Joseph. And so again, he's recently made the move to Amazon, and here's what he said about that. Amazon for me is not mm -hmm. about being my biggest volume portal. It's about yep. giving people who won't buy from me otherwise an opportunity to buy from me. And uh, yep. so, so, so people only buy on Amazon and getting the notoriety for my brand on that channel. Um, but I probably won't launch any other products on there. If you want my other stuff, you got to okay. come to my site. And I think that's, it's for All me, right. it's more of a customer acquisition play because once you know about the boomsticks, you're going to start thinking about me. You might, you might see me on Facebook. You might learn about my other products and I want you to have to come to my site to buy those. So it's really not a, yeah. I'm not trying to build a giant Amazon brand. I'm just trying to capitalize. I'm trying to take away the opportunity oh, for people yep. parasiting mm -hmm. my brand and capitalize yep. on the people who will only buy on Amazon. Are you doing anything different as far as packaging or this is the exact same package, exact same UPC, everything's the same as what somebody would get on Shopify? On Amazon, it's a different UPC okay. and it's a different, it's in a box versus not on the website. Okay. So I changed the SKU and the UPC so that I could potentially change the price. Yeah. Yes. But I currently have it at the same price. But I could though because I have- that, that, That's key. That, that's one thing you, you, that was smart because you know Amazon is, is actively- checking other websites and, and let's say you have a, a deal on Shopify where you're going to have a $5 off and now it's instead of, you know, $30 it's 25. Well, if your Amazon price is $30, guess what? You just lost the buy box and, and it's going to look like you're out of stock and it's a big hassle right there. Ezra is a thought leader in the online selling community and prides himself on balancing prosperity with a firmly held social conscience. You only have so much time on this planet. What are you doing? Are you having fun? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you showing up with a positive attitude? Are you taking care of your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body? Are you, are you investing in your relationships and your hobbies outside of work? Or are you just grinding and miserable? It's like you get to choose how you show up in the world and the world could use one more happy person. So do what it takes to be happy. Have fun, you know, bring positive attitude, be enthusiastic and make good stuff, stuff that truly serves the world stuff that truly serves your community, keep making your products better and then be profitable and do it in that order. Have a good time, make good things and then worry about being profitable. And if you've done that, 
You've won the game we call business. I don't care if you're at $50,000 a year or $50 million a year. That's the game. Have fun, make good stuff, be profitable. Next up is a blog post by Megla entitled, Should You Be Manufacturing Your Product in China or India? Five things to help you decide. If you're finally ready to source your new Amazon product, you know, should you be looking for a factory in China? Should you be looking in India? Which one? It's probably a good idea to listen to this excerpt from Megla's post before you decide. China and India have very different strengths and weaknesses. Here are the key differences Amazon sellers will find when sourcing from these countries. While China focuses on large-scale mass production of products, India has the artisanship to create unique handcrafted products. China manufactures at scale, whereas in India, most factories are small and mid-size. The Indian government also favors SMEs, and the country's regulations are designed to protect them. There are a large number of big enterprises in India, and they are mostly in industries such as apparel, textiles, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, machinery, electronic components, and auto and parts. For most products relevant to global private label sellers, these manufacturers would be smaller factories. Many factories are family-run businesses, so don't be surprised to see two generations attend a meeting with you if you visit their factory or meet them at a trade show. India suppliers focus primarily on design development and regularly develop and launch in-house designed products. There's also a wide range of indigenous handicraft styles that are unique to the country. The advantage of selling handcrafted products is that they command higher prices and therefore have higher profit potential. Sourcing unique products from India is a strategy that will allow you to stay away from highly competitive low-margin products with cutthroat competition. One of the main product categories from India for Amazon sellers is home decor and gift items that are made from natural materials such as wood, metal, ceramic, glass, and the like. There is also an increasing focus on eco-friendly, sustainable, and biodegradable products such as jute, plant-based materials, and upcycled materials. It is safe to say that no other country in the world currently matches China's combination of scale, skills, infrastructure, and cost that make it production powerhouse. India is taking significant steps to improve its manufacturing prowess. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Make in India program aims to boost the manufacturing sector and has been showing results. While China is currently the world's factory for most products, India has distinct advantages that Amazon sellers can tap into in order to differentiate their brands and create long-term sustainable businesses. The landscape of digital marketing has changed substantially in the last 20 years. Still, when it comes time to sell your Amazon or other e-commerce product, it comes down to making sure that you're connecting with your target audience. In this AMPM podcast, Tim Jordan speaks with a digital marketing expert who's been at the forefront of the industry for the last 20 years. Tink Taylor is a marketing legend. He's the founder and president of the Dot Digital Group with offices in London, Manchester, Belarus, New York, Sydney, Melbourne, Singapore, Amsterdam, and Cape Town. Now here's what Tink has to say about what's necessary to keep up with a quickly changing industry. The world has changed. We've needed to adapt and change everything about our business to the to the needs of merchants over time. So we've layered on, you know, so many features and functionality to make you be more segmented and more targeted over the years. And nowadays it's across multiple channels. So, you know, a few years back we changed our name from Dot Mailer into Dot Digital. Uh, and that's because we brought a number of other channels into the marketing mix. So you know, we really offer an omni-channel solution now. So we offer things like 
SMS, you know, push, you know, it's mobile push, web push, uh, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Zoom to bring on WeChat for Asia. Uh, and we also have a live chat product as well. So that, and they all link together. So yeah, it's constant innovation and change. And you, know, you can't stand still in this industry. With all the talk about SMS and other messaging apps, is email still relevant? I don't think it's the next big thing that's coming. I think it's already there. It's, it's people actually leveraging the ability. I mean, you can send a mass broadcast, but tailor it one-to-one for every single recipient. And I don't think there's another channel that can do that uh, in, in such a sophisticated way. You know, every product image, every, every price, and you know, talk about B2B commerce, you know, uh, your pricing can change per customer. Uh, the subject line, literally everything can be automated. Also, everything can be automated uh, and integrated with other channels. So I can link into uh, my e-com store and all the product pictures and prices you know, is pulling automatically from there. Maybe I'm using someone like Klebu, uh and site search. Well, I can pull in those site searches and I can update the content with the email of that. It's so tailored. Uh, absolutely every fine line of it uh, can can really be driven to get, deliver that one-to-one communication quite effortlessly with the right technologies linked together. In this next Serious Sellers podcast episode, Tim Jordan is going to step out from behind the mic and talk to me about affiliate marketing. But he's not going to talk about how affiliate marketing has increasingly become one of the most popular ways to promote your e-commerce business. Instead, he's going to let us in on a way that he uses it to help him identify trending Amazon products. The new thing that I'm excited about, it has to do with affiliate marketing, right? And the way affiliate marketing works is someone takes somebody else's product and sells it to an audience. So the affiliate marketer is potentially the best uh, digital marketers in the world because a lot of times the margins are slim. Um, they don't have any control over the brand, like, but they're experts in finding what people want and attaching them to a specific audience and sharing it to the audience and trying to get a sell for commission. So these are probably the best people in the world. And what I found is that they are exceptionally good at finding products that are in demand with low competition, right? Products where they can make good margins and not just the products, but where they're going to sell them, what platforms, what avenues, how are they marketing them? So what I've started doing is hunting down some of the best affiliate marketers and backtracking what they're doing and letting them help me find products. Now, affiliate marketers have to use what's called an affiliate network. It's like the go-between that creates the connections to track these sales. So you guys have all seen it. Um, if you use my Helium 10 code, right? My Helium 10 code, I think it's Legion 10 for 10% off Helium 10, right? Not trying to pitch my code, but as an example, if you punch that in, then that will help Helium 10 realize, okay, Tim's given this much traffic to Helium 10, like that's where it's coming from. There is a network behind the scenes that helps Helium 10 system know that if somebody uses this code or goes to the link, then it was coming from Tim as the traffic source, right? Well, products work the same way too. And you guys will see this a lot in like Facebook ads. You'll see a product and you click the link and it goes through like this long link, which is an affiliate tracking link. And it ends up at a store. If you buy anything, it's tracked to that, um, that traffic source, that Facebook ad. Amazon has a massive affiliate marketing system too. It's called Amazon Associates. And where you see this is in a lot of social media and YouTube videos and blogs and gift guides, where if you click a link, it goes to Amazon with a referral code where Amazon knows, hey, it came from this traffic source and they give a commission. Those commissions have reduced. They used to be, you know, five or 6% commissions for just the gross sale. Now in a lot of categories, it's reduced down to like two or 3% and groceries reduced down to 1%. But the people that are still selling on Amazon making money 
um, as affiliates are doing so because they have found the product opportunities that have great margin, low competition, high conversion rate, high click-through rate, all that good stuff. The Amazon short code for affiliate marketers is amzn.to. Okay, amzn.to. So what I figured out I can do is I can go to different platforms where affiliate marketers might be lurking and I can type in a specific keyword to get to a niche or to get to a category and also type in amzn.to and the search engine that is that platform will identify the content, the videos, the blogs, the gift guides that are also sharing that Amazon affiliate link. It wouldn't be a best of episode without a clip from Tacos Tuesday and Helium 10's Vince Montero. This time, Vince is accompanied by Helium 10 brand evangelist, Karen Thomas, as they speak about a case study they conducted to take a closer look at the way that listing optimization can support a PPC campaign. As a consultant, the first thing that I would do when I was talking to a client is look at their listing. Um, I would do an audit of the listing first and foremost to make sure, hey, did they do the correct keyword research? Is there additional information that they could have found that they didn't find and didn't incorporate into their listing? Um, because I learned very early on that it didn't really matter how good I was at doing PPC for the user, uh, for the client, I should say, um, if the listing wasn't up, up, to, up to speed, up to where it should be, or as good as it could be, we were always going to lose out to a competitor with a better listing, better optimized, better indexing, and so on. So I, I incorporated that into my processes with clients when I would talk to them, is doing a, a, an audit first. That was always step one, phase one, keyword research, listing optimization. I would, I would give suggestions to the the client or I would make the updates myself depending on um, the 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 contract um, and consistently you know we saw improvements in the PPC performance. Karen's background in listing optimization gives her a strong insight into what it takes to get to the top of Amazon's first page. So one thing I want to think about though is you know they have these amazing images but there's so much more you can do. You know what I mean a lot of times we think one image and we think one image, but we don't know all the cool stuff that you can do with one image, right? That mm -hmm. space, and this is such valuable space. And I think most, you know, big sellers would agree that your images and your title and your video are the most powerful parts of your listing. So when you think about listing optimization, these are the places where you want to start because these are where you're going to have, you know, the 80-20 principle, we're going to get the most bank for your buck. But here's where it gets really interesting. Vince points out how the listing optimization clearly positively affects both sales and ACOS. Again, I can all confirm that he completed this uh, around the 19th of, of March. So we're, we'll look at that month, you know, prior to this. Um, and we can see uh, almost 1,400 in sales at a 57% ACOS, right? Mm -hmm. Again, on the 19th, uh, the weekend of the 20th, these updates that we just went through with you guys were made on this particular listing. Uh, so we'll look at the 20th through yesterday. Uh, and over 2,000 in sales at 29% ACOS. All right. So almost cutting that. It, yeah, the ACOS is, uh, I mean, almost cut in half. All right. It was 54, 55, and now it's 29. Um, and the sales doubled. <laughs> right, right. Or more right. than doubled. So, um, you know, again, that's the, that's the power of, of what we're sharing with you guys today is if you update your listings just alone uh, and still obviously maintain your campaign optimizations. 
um, but really what it, what it can do for your, your PPC results. In this next Serious Sellers podcast, Kara, a successful Amazon seller and experienced marketer, tells us how she uses affiliate marketing and a cool Shopify app to help her continue to crush it in e-commerce. All of last year was spent really building more of an army of uh, influencers and um, brand ambassadors. And my products um, are very popular with baby sleep consultants because they obviously help babies sleep. And so my team, I took on another member of the team whose sole job is to liaise with and manage all of the baby sleep consultants. So I reckon we now have probably maybe 300 uh, worldwide because we have quite a, we have them in Australia, Canada, US, UK, um, you know, Japan. Um, I mean, we, ha- we literally have sleep people, sleep consultants everywhere. One of the things we've also worked on over the last year, which is fabulous, is if you have a Shopify website, um, there's a brilliant little app uh, that you can plug in and there's a free element to it, which is more does more than you need. Uh, to to be to to be happy on a basic level, what we did is we set up an affiliate network. So every single baby sleep consultant we work with creates their own code. They can share that with their followers, their clients, and then they earn a commission on the back of it. All right, guys, really quick, I want to take a break from this best of episode to remind you guys that next week we will be at the Prosper Show in Las Vegas. All right, and. If you can get to that Prosper show, great. You know, you can get tickets at helium10.com forward slash Prosper. But if you are in the area or in California, even if you don't want to go to the Prosper show, guys, go to Vegas that week and come to our party. We have a party coming up, a Helium 10 social event entitled Rock Out on the Record. There's going to be like two, three, 400 Helium 10 users there, influencers, people who have been on the podcast, you know, Kevin King, Tim Jordan. I will be there. Other Helium 10 brand evangelists. I mean, it is going to be huge. We're going to have karaoke and, and drinks and all kinds of fun stuff. So make sure to come. And now here's the thing. If you are going to the prosper show, or if you are going to our social either, or come find me, I'm going to have a recording device and I'm recording an episode with different clips. That is all going to be TSTs, 30 second tips, not from me, but from you guys, all right? So I'm gonna be going around and if you have a 30 second tip, like a an Amazon strategy that you'd like to share, we'll get it on recording and then it'll be put into one episode and then we're probably gonna have like a voting thing where people can vote for the top, their favorites and we'll have some cool prizes for those of you who win, like a, a Helium 10 $70 podcast microphone, Helium 10 backpack. There'll be different kind of cool prizes that we'll have, so again, Go to the Prosper Show or and go to our social and then find me and then let me know what your tss is. In this next blog, this was one that I actually wrote about the new kind of inventory limitations and restock limits that uh, sellers were given. You know, a lot of sellers were lamenting for a while the inventory restrictions that were throughout COVID and how, you know, for new items, you could only do 200 but then Amazon rolled something out a couple of months ago. And so this was probably one of the most shared blogs that I've I've written in a while. And this one's entitled Goodbye ASIN Level Quantity Limits, Hello Storage Type Level Restock Limits. Here's some excerpts from that blog. Now, basically what started this all was in April, there was a message on your Seller Central dashboard from Amazon that said, FBA products will no longer be subject to ASIN level quantity limits. Instead, Restock limits will be set at the storage type level, offering you more flexibility 
in managing your shipments. But you know, the question that came up was at the time, well, what does all this mean? So in a nutshell, your restock limits are at the account level now and at the storage size level, not the ASIN level. And again, they're by storage size or storage type, all right? Now in the accounts that I manage, the different storage types that I have limitations are, are standard size storage, oversized storage, apparel storage, and footwear storage. So you can actually look at this in your own Seller Central in your shipping queue. That's one of the places in Seller Central. You scroll all the way to the bottom and then you're gonna see some like little tabs that say restock limits and storage volume. And then that's what's gonna like let you know which limitations you might have. You have to expand it out. Now, in the Project X account, as you can see, we've got more than half of our capacity available for standard size. You know, at the last time that we checked, it said that we had a storage size of 3,000, no problem, and we were only using about 1,000. Now, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, though, because there are some negative implications of these changes. You know, some people were talking about in the Helium 10 Facebook groups on how Amazon is telling them that they need to restock some SKUs, but they're maxed out on a certain storage quantity type. And so they can't even replenish that because overall they were over the limit of 1000, right? So in this case, this could be very dangerous. So what we're suggesting to do is make sure that you can kind of drip your inventory a little bit more and spread it out over all of the SKUs, you know, especially utilizing a 3PL warehouse to do that. Instead of sending 12 weeks of inventory of one SKU, maybe you send only, you know, five or six weeks to Amazon. The other six weeks keep on hand in a third-party warehouse and then drip that inventory to Amazon, though that six weeks of inventory a little bit later after some of the, your inventory already gets uh, sold out. So again, sellers uh, like the one who mentioned above who is having a hard time with that, obviously not gonna wanna have to completely run out of stock before creating a new shipment from their supplier. So again, you're gonna have to send in your inventory to your warehouse or to a 3PL instead of the shipment going to Amazon. And then you're just gonna have to play the waiting game until you can get those units out the door of Amazon more so that your overall storage limitation will actually have some units that you're gonna be able to get in there. Now, by creating a shipment from a domestic warehouse, the transit time should only be about one week in most cases, as opposed to one to two months from China. You know, keep in mind that whenever you create a new shipment now from China, a new shipping plan, that is already counted against your storage limits. All right, it doesn't matter that it hasn't got to Amazon or it might not get to Amazon for two months. It is counting against your storage limits. So when you're trying to ship stuff directly from China, it's actually a hindrance now to do that in some cases if you are near your limit. So guys, it's not the end of the world, this new thing, but uh, we're gonna definitely be keeping track of this as we go on and what sellers are doing. Recently in my BTS, my Bradley's 30 second tip, I had given a uh, message that you know, one way to get around this, if you have like emergency shipment you need to get in, that you could actually put some units on hold in your warehouse, all right, or in your Amazon warehouse by what you do is you create a multi-channel fulfillment order and then you put it on hold instead of shipping it out. Like let's say 100 or 200 units if you're close to that limit. And then that immediately decreases your used inventory. And then you can like get in an emergency shipment. I wouldn't suggest using that as like a, a common thing, like just in cases of emergency, I tested it out and it worked for me, but you know, Amazon might not like that. So just be very careful 
when doing strategies like that. So again, we will keep track of this situation. And then that blog that I just read from, you can see all of the screenshots if you wanna get a little bit more detail on this blog. It's very popular for entrepreneurs to speak proudly about how well they separate their business and personal lives. The pandemic has certainly made that effort more difficult. Here's an AMPM podcast entitled, The Founder of WooCommerce on Happiness, Money, and Merging Your Personal Business Lives that addresses that very question. He founded WooCommerce, then quickly exited not one, but two successful e-commerce software platforms. Here's what he has to say about the elusive work-life balance. When I think about fulfillment, at least, I'm like, those are... The, the, that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking of and aware of in my life as I chart kind of this path where I'm you know, kind of pursuing more success is it's not as um, you know, black and white for me anymore. It's not as binary and saying, hey, there is kind of these checkbox or kind of milestone driven things that I can achieve that normally they're related to money. Those things don't kind of you know, get me to wake up in the morning and do hard things. Um, it has to be about something else. I think. Like that's the first thing that I will will throw out there, um, and I think that plays nicely into this notion of work life balance and just what that has meant for me and kind of say ten years ago to five years ago to what it is today. And I actually think that you know work life balance as a concept doesn't give people the outcome that they're mostly hoping for, purely because it proposes that work and life are these totally separate things that you can that can keep each other in kind of imbalance. And I don't think it is two separate things. In fact, I think everyone here listening knows that when you have a crappy day at work, that crap day at work spills into your home life and you're arguing with your spouse, you're being short with your kids. Likewise, if you've had an argument with your kids first thing in the morning on the school run and you're shouting each other, like that first hour or two at work, like you're not as productive, right? Part of you is still there. So I actually think that the way I've, learn to think about this is to rather think about what my life portfolio looks like. Um, and work is just one part of that. And what I constantly want to do is I want to be aware of what those other things are in that life portfolio and be sure that I make the due investments in them, whether it's kind of financially, whether it's in terms of my attention, energy, presence, right? I think presence is often the thing that we neglect to do in those other spaces in our life. Um, but make the necessary investment in those things to ensure that I've got a well-balanced, diversified, rich portfolio of things. That's not just this very narrow definition of, hey, I need to be working really hard. I need to be making loads of money. One of the most interesting aspects of the e-commerce selling community is how even though the ecosystem has become enormous, particularly in the last year, the number of people at the heart of it can feel quite small. The next Serious Sellers podcast episode features a guy that's been right at the heart of everything, e-commerce pioneer and former competitor of Helium 10, Casey Goss. Now, in a podcast entitled Product Launches with Google Ads, Selling Your Brand, and More, here's Casey speaking about the Project X coffin shelf and how PPC isn't just an Amazon thing. So the, the coffin shelf, for example, I don't know if there's enough kind of demand or search volume for related terms on Google that's going to allow you to get the, like, I, I don't know the product market enough mm -hmm. to allow you to get the volume. So we can't use Google PPC for all of our products, but we can use it for a lot. Um, and so essentially, we go set up a Google uh, a campaign on Google to target a bunch of you know related keywords. Let's say we're doing a nightlight. Again, you're going to be searching nightlight for kids or whatever, uh, plug-in nightlight, battery-powered nightlight. Like there's, I don't know the keywords for nightlight, but you, you, yeah, you can yeah. imagine. 
And so we set up this Google PPC campaign and we send it to you. Like you can do it a couple different ways. You can send it direct to the detail page, which like, again, you can just drive like good sales volume. Um, sometimes like, like pretty good sales volume profitably from Google to direct to your detail page. And so we do this at like very significant scale at Thrasio, great revenue profit driver for us. But then you can also uh, switch out instead of going direct to the detail page, you can actually send to a two-step URL, which then helps to drive keyword ranking for that uh, you know particular term that you've targeted. Now that Casey is part of Amazon brand aggregator Thrasio's team, I ask him about all the Amazon brands that have worked hard or maybe too hard to prepare themselves for acquisition. If you are going to slow down profit uh, overall so that you can try to like learn how to build your... Um, D2C site, your Shopify store, like you're actually hurting your valuation, right? Yeah. Like in general, you, at least for Thrasio, like you don't really get bonus points for having a website. Even you don't get mm. bonus points for selling international. You don't get bonus points for like, you know, having a strong social media presence. Like sometimes you do, like if you have a like really strong position in any one of those, then you, you then like you definitely can, especially D2C, um, but your, your own website, but like, for the majority of sellers, just going in, in like spending a bunch of time to get an extra five thousand dollars a month on your website is honestly probably like not a, a good thing. Product inserts are a great way to establish a connection with your customers. In the next clip, we're gonna learn how to use product inserts while staying TOS compliant in this blog post by Brian, one of our own writers, entitled Are You Using Product Inserts Correctly? If you're already selling on Amazon, you have access to world-class fulfillment resources, countless analytics, and the potential for your brand to achieve global reach. Powerful stuff, right? But you're still missing one critical ingredient that's necessary for even the most basic marketing efforts. On Amazon, you don't have access to your customer's contact information. Though this throws a wrench in the proverbial engine for Amazon sellers trying to grow their consumer base, it's understandable why the platform keeps customer contact and info under lock and key. Over the years, shopping on Amazon has proven itself to be a credible and consistent experience. People trust that when they purchase a product on Amazon, their information isn't being shared with the entire world. That sounds great and all, but what about vendors like yourself who are trying to jumpstart an honest marketing campaign? How do you spread awareness if you don't know who to spread it to? The answer, product inserts. Now, product inserts are an Amazon-compliant method of marketing and brand building, most often in the form of printed cards included inside your product packaging. These cards typically range in size from the business card to postcard sizes and may include the following information, extended warranty or rebate offers, free gifts or coupons for future purchases in exchange for customer information, running contests or giveaways for follows and tags on your social media accounts like Facebook, product use or assembly instructions, tips for how to get the most out of the product, encouragement to leave an honest product review on Amazon, and note, asking for an incentivized positive product review specifically is against Amazon's terms of service. Done correctly, product inserts create a guaranteed out-of-the-box marketing opportunity and a wonderfully personal touch to your brand. Remember, you're asking for authentic and honest reviews, not fishing for five stars. As long as you don't let your product quality speak for itself, your product inserts are acceptable in the eyes of Amazon. While you are certainly free to try your hand at designing packaging cards yourself, the quickest and easiest way to create product inserts is through Portals. And Portals is an Amazon landing page builder that takes the guesswork out of creating marketing materials for your Amazon product. Within Portals, Amazon sellers gain the ability to create their very own landing page to showcase their product and business. 
This landing page acts as a hub to both promote your brand and track valuable customer acquisition data. Using Portal's custom size and design templates, you create a one-of-a-kind product insert to funnel customers back to your landing page and build your email list. These inserts can include any of the information we listed above, special warranty offers, coupons, etc., or a custom QR code. This QR code can be used to track how many people scanned your product insert and or visited the URL it links to. You can link to any URL that you wish, like your Amazon storefront or your custom portal's landing page. Now that you know the basics, it's time to get out there and start planning your own product insert. Keep these goals in front of your mind. Collect customer information for retargeting and upselling. Strengthen your product branding. Encourage buyers to become repeat customers. Increase positive product reviews and seller feedback. Remember, when you practice proactive marketing, all roads lead to more sales. Honeymoons are usually a way to start something. But this time around, we're going to use episode 250 of the Serious Sellers podcast to finish this special best of episode. Here's a part where I spoke about the importance of the title to an Amazon listing. But at 12.05 a.m., you guys can see it in Seller Central in the screenshot. Um, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, I created this listing and it was so new that it didn't even have an image. Like it had an image, but it didn't even process through Amazon, but it was still showing up. It was still showing up in the search results. Now, at 12.17 a.m., if I'm looking at this correctly, 12.17 a.m., so this is 12 minutes after this listing went live, all right? I did a search for Gee's Chicken Coop, all right? Now, that was the first three words of the title, Gee's Chicken Coop, that's the brand name, right? And, you know, this goes back to the title uh, being important. There's only one, there, there's only one other product uh, I figured that had geese chicken coop in the title. And that's the other project X, you know, egg tray that, that you guys, you know, all, all know about. All right. And sure enough. All right. I typed in geese chicken coop and organic position. Page one position one was the, the egg tray that had been on Amazon at that point uh, for over a year. Right. Page one position two guys. Guess what it was? It was this random product that I just launched 12 minutes ago. It didn't even have an image yet. It says right now in the search results, no image available, but that just the fact that that, that phrase, geese chicken coop is so rare and nobody else has it in the title, it got to organic page one position two in 12 minutes. And you know, obviously there's no search find buy or two-step URLs or sponsored ads or anything I, you can do in 12 minutes. There's no even, there's not even an image in there, right? So that is just pretty crazy. One of the main ways that Amazon sellers have strategized getting to page one is through Manny Coates and Helium 10's CPR number. Now it's time for an update. This is something that I have been working on with the data scientists here at Helium 10, which we have a lot of, and they're amazing at what they do. We talked about the CPR number, right? You know, Manny Coates developed that a few years ago. How many units to get to page one, uh, give you the best chance to get to page one if you were doing uh, giveaways. All right, uh, with discounts and also with two-step URLs. Well, the fact of the matter is people don't use that method hardly any anymore. Most people are doing search find buy campaigns. Most people are doing full price, you know, rebates. And so, and then just in general, a lot of people are wondering, like the people who are just doing PPC, you know, maybe they're not doing these search find buy campaigns. Like how many units does it take to get to page one of just normal, you know, like literal search find buys, you know, like if you don't do any kind of special launch and people are just searching and finding, you know, your product on page three or four and, and, or they're finding it in PPC, how many units does it take to get to page one? So over a year ago, I started 
working by myself and then also with azrank.com. So real shout out to Alina and the azrank.com uh, crew. They really helped me on this project. And we examined and did ourselves and Helium 10 spent tons of money on this too, uh, doing tests. So, you know, thanks to Boyan and the Helium 10 team for supporting me in this one year long case study. But we did over 1,500 product and keyword launches in a little over a year, all right? A lot of them I did personally. Other ones, I was just kind of like looking over the shoulder at some people who were doing their own launches. What we were trying to do was these were all launches that were done with full search find buy, all right? That means people were searching for this keyword, they're finding the product and buying it. No URLs, no discounts, no promotional codes, all right? No two-step URLs again, all right? This is just full search find buy. And I was just like, hey, we know what the Maldives honeymoon can do, right? And we know that search find buy is more, po more powerful than just uh, two-step URLs. How many search find buy units does it take to get to page one? It's time for CPR 3.0. So guys, I'm happy to announce that right now, if you are a Helium 10 member, you now have full access to CPR 3.0. This is the culmination of over a year of deep research and deep formulation and CPR 3.0 now actually includes Maldives honeymoon metric. So again, these excerpts were taken from episode 250 of the Serious Sellers podcast and I highly, highly recommend listening to the entire one though. That was just two clips from that episode but there are some strategies in there that's definitely gonna help you if you're launching in 2021 and actually help you get some more use out of Helium 10's tools so you can understand the new CPR number that is designed to help in product launches. So again, guys, we hope you have enjoyed this episode and there are tons and tons of educational resources that we have at Helium 10 that you might not have the time or bandwidth to listen to everything. So always look out for these best of episodes so that you can go back and maybe listen or read some of these ones that you might have missed. So where were these taken? Again, most of them were from the Serious Sellers podcast, which you're obviously already listening to. The rest of the podcast were taken from the AMPM podcast, so make sure to go subscribe to that one as well. And then also our blogs can be found at helium10.com forward slash blog. Make sure to put your email address at the top there so you can be notified when we have new blogs. And then also our Tacos Tuesday PPC tips. You can catch those live on our Facebook, on Helium 10's Facebook page, or on the Helium 10 YouTube channel. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.